Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Girl Spot Podcast with your amazing host, Crystal. Happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody had an amazing week. I know I did. It was a chill week. I hope you are excited if you got that extra day off come tomorrow we get to sleep in unless we got some obligations and to those of you that are not off tomorrow that are in the healthcare field or whatever it is you do where you're not off on holidays my heart goes out to you but your girl will be chilling I will not be at work tomorrow and I am so excited on this week's episode I'm going to give you my rundown of my week We're going to talk about that New York police officer that punched that girl in the face. We're going to talk about life after hysterectomy and work sabotage. So let's go ahead and get into it. So my week was really chill. My coworker, who is a real life Karen, was on vacation this entire week. So I didn't have to really deal with her and all of her shenanigans Um, And it was bittersweet because she does the work of like two people and she is really, really high stress. But at the same time, she makes the job way more difficult than it is. Okay, she makes it way more complicated than it really has to be. And, you know, some people that's they like if they're not seeming like something is bad or they putting out fires all day, then they just don't feel like they're doing anything at all. So I was kind of excited that she was gone because after all, the entire work sabotage conversation comes from, stems from dealing with her. Now, um, I'm going to tell you guys my story of how I feel I'm being sabotaged at work and you can definitely tell me yours. I'm going to also tell y'all about a previous job where a manager was trying to sabotage me. So let's get into it now. This coworker is a Karen. She's hyper-religious and she's just set in her way. She literally has like a cult mentality. I'm not going to say what religion she is, but she has this cult mentality. And she's one of those people that, oh, I I don't, when you try to give her a solution, it's like, no, that's not going to work. Nothing is ever right. Nothing is never enough. Like no matter how many solutions you give her, no matter how much you try to tell her this, 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 it's always, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I got this, do I got it. It's like, girl, you are putting yourself in that situation. So be stressed, but I don't really care at this point. So I started noticing, and I'm going to try to make this really quick. I started really noticing like that she was doing little things, but at first, you know, when, when you, when I always try to move it in with integrity, I always try to have my morals in the right place and I always see the good in people. That's the mama heart that I got. I always try to see the good in people and I try to not think that people operate on some bullshit. So she would tell me one thing this week and then next week she would say something different. And so then I started writing down what she tell me to do and I would say this and she'd say, yeah. And I think she would kind of forget that I wrote it down. And then she'd say, well, I told you that like a week ago. And I'm like, yeah, you did. But that ain't what you said. I wrote down what you said. So I started picking up on little things of her like um, not trying to, (coughs) excuse me, her 
telling me, giving me wrong information for, in a nutshell, she was giving me wrong information. <clears throat> and then she would just be rude if I asked her a question because we don't have a training. Our training is on a drive training and she is the only one left. Like a month into me working there, my supervisor uh, put in her two-week notice and then the other girl put in her notice. So it was literally just me and her. So I'm new. I'm asking questions and she went, what? And I was like, you being rude, ain't you? And so one day me and her had gotten into a little disagreement and I just told her, like, it's never a reason for you to be rude. It's never a reason for you to be condescending because I would never treat you like that. And so she apologized that entire day. And I was like, girl, it ain't that serious. Like, you apologize once, that's more than enough. But I know your religion teach you better than that. You know what I'm saying? Those hyper-religious people will be those ones that be mean as hell. So fast forward to last, not this past Friday, but the Friday before that, uh, me and my other co-worker said so they finally hired another girl and me and her were like, we leaving. It's Friday. Our supervisor said that if we ain't have shit to do, all our work was done, we could leave early. So I, people over look at her. I'm like, girl, I'm about to leave. She's like, me too. So I packed my shit up. I don't say nothing to my co-worker. We going to call her Madoff at this point. So I don't say nothing to Madoff. I just pack my shit and I'm about to just tiptoe out the door because anytime you leave early, she make you feel like you, the world is going to end because you decide to leave and uh, it's just too much. So I'm getting ready to go. And she's like, are you leaving? I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, does so-and-so know you leave? So-and-so is our supervisor. I'm like, what difference does it make? And she's like, he gave you permission to leave? I said, listen, we had a conversation with him the other week and we inquired what his thoughts was on us leaving early because we've always been able to leave early on Fridays, but he's the new manager, so we want to respect what he wants us to do. And he said that it doesn't matter as long as our work is done, we can leave. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Why nobody told me that? Well, because you probably wouldn't leave early anyway. That's why nobody told you. So I get my shit together. I'm headed out the door. She comes and catches me and is like, um, can you come in for a second? I needed to go over some stuff with you. I had no clue you were leaving. Well, you know we leave early on Friday. So why would you not go over this stuff with me prior to uh, 3.30 in the afternoon when we're all trying to leave? So I am fuming at this point. And my coworker, she's even more mad. So she did that shit. Long story short, she did that at the pool rank. When I went outside, I think she went in and she told our supervisor that she wanted to call an impromptu meeting and go over her accounts for the week. No, 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 no. I'm going to make you eat no words because you clearly, clearly, clearly made a statement that you said that you didn't want me touching your accounts. So I'm not touching your accounts while you gone. I'm not even looking at them bitches while you gone. I'm not doing it because... You ain't taught me enough. I don't know the lingo. I don't know this and the third. So I can't answer these questions. And you didn't want me to answer them. So I'm not going to answer them. So I know that when she comes back on Tuesday, it is going to be crazy, y'all. And I'm going to have to give y'all an update because I know she's going to be trying to talk shit. But this week right here, I'm going to read her her rights. If she come with the bullshit, I'm going to read her her rights. And it always seemed like, People, for me, I feel like people treat me a certain way because they think I'm really, really young. They think I'm like 
in my late 20s or early 30s. And I'm like, baby, I've been corporate pimping for a long time since uh, roughly about 05. And that's not as long as some people, but that's enough to have some skin in the game. So therefore, I've been in this shit for a minute and I am not about to let you freaking, as the young folks say, you ain't about to sun me. You is not about to do that. And so I'm just tired of dealing with people at work because I don't need, my manager don't even micromanage me. So I don't need you micromanaging me. And then it just seems like anytime you're dealing with certain type of women, like there's a time my last job, they had hired this new manager and she was just utterly a, you know what she was a, you know what, and me and her could not see out of eye. She caught herself telling on me, did you just try to tell on me? And what you thought was going to happen when we got in here in this meeting after you told me? What you thought I was going to change my tune? No, I'm going to say what the fuck I said. I'm going to say it with my chest every damn time. So it has been only not many times, but a lot of the times, especially when you get these people that just are bitter and ain't got a lot going on in their life. And they, they just make life hell, just pure hell. But. Let's shift gears a little bit and get into, oh, yes, if y'all have, I told y'all before, if you have any um, instances where you are being sabotaged at work, I want to hear about them. Let me hear them. Text me. Um, Well, email me. I'm going to put my email so you can see it. Or you can leave me a voicemail. Whatever you choose to do, I want to hear your stories. Okay. Now, I know y'all saw that NYPD cop punch that girl. Now, I'm going to say this. She got to take accountability because, honey, your man is going to jail. And I don't know what you thought this was, but it was so much going on. And I understood that the cops was like trying to control the crowd and make sure nothing crazy happened because this man was going to jail for attempted murder. So I understood everybody was on edge, but sir, there was never a reason for you to punch that girl in the face. You are a public servant. You are taught to deal with these situations. You knew the job was dangerous when you signed up, but you decided that the best option for you when she swatted back at you and she hit your hand was to punch her in her face. That didn't even go together. That just didn't go together. If she hit your hand, you could have pushed her out the way or grabbed her and then had the audacity to arrest her after you done assaulted her. Like, man, sir, you assaulted her. I'm trying to understand when cops assault people, what happens? Because excessive use of force is real. So I'm watching court TV and um, with... Vinny Pollahan, I think this is his name, Pollitan, I think, I can't think of his name, but Vinny. And so in that episode, he had his panel of people and it was a black lady who was an ex-district district attorney and it was a white guy. I can't remember what he did, but then it was another black guy who was a uh, criminal defense attorney. Now, the black lady was saying that cops need to be trained um, because the union don't do nothing but put out statements and defend these cops and their actions when they really need to be retraining them how to deal with the public and so forth and so on because it's starting to be normal 
for us to see and it's sad but it's normal for us to see cops attacking people cops using excessive force cops killing people especially black black and brown people it's just becoming a norm we are hardened to it like we we see it and it it barely even faces us anymore because we know that at least every month we're gonna somebody's gonna get a beaten killed so she was just saying that that the union need to spend money retraining these people how to deal with people and so forth and so on especially when you're dealing with uh, people that are dealing with mental health issues or they're in a crisis so then the the caucasian gentleman was like he was on the fence he was agreeing with what both of them said but the black guy dancing his jig really pissed me off because he's gonna say that citizens need to be taught citizens need to be trained how to interact with the public are you serious what are you going to do what, what are we going to do how are we going to teach them that you wanting people to respect people that are bullies and gangsters and they honestly feel like that we should obey them. We shouldn't have an opinion. We shouldn't say anything. You saw the woman, the other lady who was pregnant and had three small children in a car and she drove to a lit area, which every cop should know that if a citizen wants to drive to a lit area, now you knew she wasn't running from you and you're going to have the audacity to say um, it was suspicious. What's suspicious? Her not pulling over for your crazy ass because you hop out the car, guns drawn on a pregnant lady and she trying to tell you and your response to her is, I don't give a damn about the why. Stop talking. Shut up. Who speaks to someone like that? And then you really be thinking that they supposed to be respected. No, 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 no. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. And he's just saying that the citizens need to learn how to obey the police and to obey their commands. And I, it was really giving uh, modern day slavery vibes is what it was giving. Like, obey massa? What is you saying, sir? Like, I'm so, 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 so confused. So confused. And he just did this song and dance. And the lady is, she stood her, her ground letting him know that, no, that is not the issue that what she did did not deserve her to be punched in the face. And if you look, if you look at his face after he did it, and all those people was like, that's a little ass girl, blah, 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 blah. His face said, oh shit, I done screwed up. I done made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going damn viral. That's what his face said. That is what his face said. So I want to know your opinions, guys, because... I personally feel like she needs to take accountability. And, and in the video, she was just trying to kiss kiss her boyfriend goodbye. Because he's going to be gone for good, possibly. But she needs to take accountability. But there was never a reason for you to punch that girl. That girl was half your size. If she wasn't less than, she was more than half your size. You were That was a big man. And you're going to punch her in her face. And she plummeted to the floor, hit her freaking head. Like, yep, I'm giving me a lawyer. And y'all can feel and say what you want to say. Because if you were in that situation and you were attacked, you would lawyer up too. So cut it. Please cut it out. Please cut it out. So we're going to take a brief break. And then when we come back, guys, we're going to talk about life after a hysterectomy. See you in a moment. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the last segment of our podcast. And we're going to talk about life after a hysterectomy. Um, 
And this is something that's near and dear to my heart. So probably about, I think you can see the 2020 or 2021, I had a partial hysterectomy. So as many of you know, I um, offer a service. I have my business and it's, I offer a service called Yoni Steaming. And um, it's a holistic service for women uh, who are dealing with feminine wellness concerns. So I'm trying to say the same for y'all, okay? So you sit over a pot of herbs that have been steeped like a tea, and it helps with uh, fibroids, endometriosis, uh, menstrual cramping, heavy bleeding, uh, dryness, just a lot of different things, okay? So um, back when I started having my symptoms, I was just bloating like I would bloat for like a week or two and then my stomach would just go down to normal. Then I would bloat again. So I ended up and I was having really bad stomach pain. So I ended up going and seeing a physician and she told me that I had fibroids and she told me that I had endometriosis. And the reason she was saying I had endometriosis was because of the, um, like I was leaking, I guess, endometrium fluid. I can't say the word right. Y'all don't. Don't hold it against me, but I was leaking the fluids or whatever. I was bloating, so that's why she diagnosed me with that. So they put me on this medication to shrink the fibroids. Now, had I not been in Texas uh, training at the time, I could have possibly only steamed. I could have started eating better and probably helped with the symptoms of the fibroids because I think I had fibroids like around 2018 2019 and i went plant-based and all my symptoms went away and i had no issues then in like 2019 2020 i started back eating meat and everything that i had reversed came back with a vengeance so it really is what we eat guys i want to say that with a hundred percent certainty it is the food that we put in our bodies so i was set to go to this training and I was going to be there for quite a few weeks. And I was going to be living out of a hotel during that time. So um, I couldn't cancel the training because I had been waiting for this forever. It was a new job and so forth and so on. So I go to this training and I can't fit none of my clothes because I'm swelling and my, I'm bloating. Then I'm going down. Then my stomach is giving me problems. So it was just bad. So um my doctor's like well when you get back we're gonna start you on this medication so forth and so on so she started me on the medication once i came back from the training and it had gotten really out of control at this point so it was i was just miserable and i knew that i would not be able to reverse nothing and be comfortable in that time if that makes sense like i knew that i needed medical attention at this point i definitely want to say that i believe in holistic healing but i also believe in modern medicine coupled with holistic healing so that's where my stance is on it so i needed to be more comfortable i was in a lot of pain and just and just uncomfortable so long story short um, my doctor started me on this medication to shrink the fibroids they said that the fibroid was probably about the size of a grapefruit so they started the medication and it started shrinking and she told me that once they get it shrunk that I would have to get a hysterectomy, a partial hysterectomy, which means that I would get rid of my uterus but keep my ovaries. And the purpose of keeping my ovaries was because my uh, fibroids wasn't bad like some women's, thank God. So I could keep my ovaries. When you keep your ovaries, that keeps you from going into menopause. Now, 
the medicine that they had me on already threw me into menopause. So all the menopause symptoms, I was getting high flashes, um, low sex drive, dryness. It was all there. I can say that. Okay. So, um, all those symptoms was happening and it was just really, really bad. It was awful because I'm like, damn, you know, I'm not even 45 years old and I feel like an old lady. So finally, once I got out of the medicine, the medicine came out of my stomach, out of my system, excuse me. Um, everything was good. I got my surgery, but that medicine, it shrinks the fibroids and with the fibroids shrinking, it starts to make you feel like you having contractions. That was super, super painful. I woke up at like six in the morning. I could not stand up. I was crawling around on the floor. I text a nurse on her personal phone like, girl, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm in labor. And so she's like, oh, well, you can come in this morning first thing. So she set me up. I came in. I was sitting I was sitting in a chair, but my knees were in a chair and I was just curled over in the fetal position because I was in that much pain. So my doctor's like, yeah, this is what happens as it shrinks. It is like contraction. So she gave me Ambien, why I don't know, and 800 milligram ibuprofen. So I was hurting, y'all. I was hurting. Ended up having to go to a different doctor to get the surgery because this doctor was tripping on what I had to pay when I didn't have to pay nothing because I had met my deductible, my out-of-pocket. So if y'all need to know about health insurance, you can ask me questions because I worked in health insurance for over five years. So I definitely can give you guys some insight on how to pick a plan, what deductible is, what co-insurance is. I know all that. So anyway, so um, I finally go to another doctor, get my surgery done. She gives me one more round of the medicine to make sure that the fibroid had shrunk and then they went in and they removed it. Now, prior to this, my doctor had informed me that I would not have any uh, crazy symptoms. Like, you know, it wouldn't put me in menopause. I wouldn't have those menopausal symptoms. And that was a lie. Some women may not. And I think that's why they tell you that. But a lot of women do. A majority of the women that I know that had a partial hysterectomy still have the menopausal symptoms so when you look up menopause premenopause all those symptoms in there you will deal with them and you will deal with them for an extended period of time and those symptoms again are hot flashes i really don't have hot flashes <coughs> excuse me anymore those have subsided um, every now and again i'll get one but it's rare um low libido um dryness some mood swings, just a lot of different things that if you look up menopausal symptoms, majoritos, you can check off once you've had a, um, a partial hysterectomy. Um, and these are not things that they tell women up front. Like, yeah, it's going to take a while for your body to adjust because after all, you lost the organ. That organ paid, played a part in your body so that organ is no longer there so now you got all these different symptoms that you're dealing with on a consistent basis and you really don't know why you're dealing with these symptoms how they came to be when they're going to leave and i think i am probably three years going into my third year after my surgery and i am just now starting to really feel like myself a little bit my sex drive has gotten a lot better it's not at 100 percent 
And on top of that, um, the dryness has went away. But for the longest time, baby, Sahari Desert, it was just bad. You know, you had to spit start that motherfucker. That's just what it was. I ain't going to lie. That's what it was. Excuse me for being so, so, so explicit. But that's the truth of the matter. And then after, I would say, roughly going into this year, it's gotten a lot better. Um, <laughs> I know y'all like TMI. But it's just real. I just want women to know that before you do that surgery, these are the things that you're going to deal with. And these doctors need to be honest about it because just because you have patients that don't, you need to set the expectation that there are women out here that do. And it can be detrimental if that person is in a relationship because men don't understand that. Men don't get that a bitch is going through. They don't understand that. They just feel like my shit work, your shit need to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they feel. So, if you have had a partial hysterectomy or you're thinking about getting a partial hysterectomy, join some Facebook groups so you guys can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, I do Yoni Steam. That is one of the things that helped with a lot of my symptoms was Yoni Steaming on a regular basis. I drink in my Yoni tea that I make. That helped me a lot, but in the beginning, I was just being rebellious. I wasn't really trying to do anything because I was really feeling like, why is my body turning against me? Not only have I had cancer, but I've also had fibroids. Like, damn, I get everything known to man. Like, what is going on, right? So you start feeling like this, that, and the third. And I don't really, I'm not a person that like to take medication. So I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to take these um what is it called? These vitamins that they give for women to help with their hormones. Like, I don't want to take that. I just want my body to work the way that it's supposed to work. And I don't mind doing like holistic things, but as far as just taking medicine all the time, I don't want to be that person that's taking medicine, taking vitamins. Okay, cool. But I don't want to be that person that's just taking a bunch of pills, trying to replace something that can't be replaced. And then your doctor should be more transparent with you, telling you that this is what you're going to deal with. It is not a walk in the park. I just want to be, I just want to be the person to let women know that it is not going to be a walk in the park. You are going to deal with some menopausal symptoms, and your doctor going to tell you you're not. Especially if you get a partial, you are. You are. I hate to be the bearer of that news, but you are. So. That's all I have. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment this week. Uh, tune in next week where we will be discussing our current events. I will give you my weekly rundown um, and whatever else comes to mind. I like to keep it, uh, you know, spicy and unpredictable. So if you have anything that you would like to talk about, feel free to leave me a message and I will definitely respond Hope you have a great Sunday. Enjoy that extra day off. I might stay up a little bit late tonight. I keep forgetting that I don't have to work tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, I got to get a shower. I got to get in the bed. And now I'm like, I ain't got to do none of that. I can just chill right now and then go to bed later. Yep, I think that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to finish having this drink, guys. I am sipping on some Tito's and fresh squeezed lemonade. And it is so good. So I love y'all. Enjoy your week. Bye.